You're listening to Let's Talk Cuyahoga, a podcast that explores county initiatives and pulls back the curtain to reveal the work and the people who are driving Cuyahoga County forward. This is a special episode of the podcast with an announcement about the third round of initiatives proposed for funding using the American Rescue Plan. You'll hear from the county executive, County Council President Pernell Jones Jr. and Sonny M. Simon from County Council District 11. Here's County Executive Armand Butish. This is our third week to introduce our plans for using funds we're getting from the American Rescue Plan, or ARPA. All of our proposed initiatives result from an extensive collaborative community process. And all are intended to accomplish our goals, to speed our recovery from the COVID crisis and to transform the county for the future. We've already introduced 19 proposals and today we'll present nine more. With the ARPA funding plan for higher education, here's Sunny Simon from County Council District 11. Our goal is to transform higher education in Cuyahoga County by making it possible for anyone, regardless of family income, to get a college degree. Why is that so important? Because it's a fact that getting a bachelor's degree or higher generally leads to higher paying jobs. Experts say that by 2027, 70% of all jobs will require some education beyond high school. Unfortunately, college costs are higher than ever, beyond the means of many people. For kids in the Cleveland schools, that's not as much of a problem, thanks to Say Yes program, which we will support by providing wraparound services. And now we are proposing three initiatives that will enable anyone who wants to go to college to do so, even kids from low-income families in the suburbs. First is our institutional forgiveness proposal. Sometimes students begin their post-secondary education, then stop for some reason, and then wish to go back to continue. The problem that often arises is that the student may owe a balance for tuition, fees, or books until these are paid, the student cannot get a transcript, which is necessary to continue his or her education. We can't let an unpaid bill run a student's chance for a degree and a career, so we're proposing to support those students by paying the overdue bill up to $2,000. Our second proposal is a simple one. The county for years has been offering a college scholarship to high school graduates. The scholarship provides $1,750 a year. We're proposing to expand the program by doubling our funding from $500,000 to $1 million a year, which will enable us to increase the number of students receiving scholarships worth up to $2,000 from 80 to 125 annually. Our third education proposal is a completion scholarship program designed to ensure that students who start college can complete their degree. A student could attend a two-year institution with costs covered by a Pell or other scholarship. Alternatively, a student could attend the first two years at a four-year school. But either way, this new program would enable completion of the last two years and the county will pay up to $1,000 a year to cover attendance costs. It's anticipated this program would enable more than 1,000 students a year to complete a college degree. In other words, this will help get more students across the finish line with a degree in their hand. We would partner with College Now for all of these initiatives, and each program will have an eligibility criteria related to income, academic, and institutional partners. 
Right now, just 33.6% of college residents age 25 and older hold a bachelor's degree or higher. Our goal with these initiatives is to improve that to at least 40% by 2027. With information about the ARPA funding plan for Central Neighborhood Improvements, here's County Council President Purnell Jones, Jr. The county generally supports many, many programs to improve communities all over the region. And that's good. There are needs everywhere. We can laser focus resources in specific areas. We will be better able to make a difference in people's lives if we focused re more resources in targeted areas. Last year, we announced a new pilot project to surge programs and resources to one community to try to truly make a difference in the lives of residents. For our first pilot, we selected Cleveland's central neighborhood. Central is bounded roughly by East 71st Street on its east, I-90 on its west, Euclid on the north, and I-77 on the south. It's one of the oldest and poorest neighborhoods in Cleveland, with median incomes of less than $11,000. So what can we do to really make a difference? We're hosting job fairs and expungement clinics, incentivizing and funding small businesses, and supporting mothers and young children. To improve access to a new park and improved rec center, we're building a new road off East 26th Street and between Central and Community College Avenue. We plan to invest $1.2 million into this project. Recreation, especially for area youth, is critically important. The Central Rec Center has a rich history. We are working with the City of Cleveland to make the Rec Center a valuable resource for the residents. The City will be making front entry improvements, building a new kitchen and pool patio, and improving restrooms. We'll be proposing a million dollars from ARPA to help build a new park and children's play areas, walking paths, a splash pad, and a basketball court. We want to thank the City of Cleveland for partnering in this effort. Together, we are looking forward to making transformative changes in Central. Now County Executive Armand Budish with more on the ARPA funding plan for public works projects. The COVID crisis seems to be diminishing, at least for the moment. Positivity rates are lower, thanks in part to people having been vaccinated or infected and then recovered. But we can't assume it's really over. Already we're seeing spikes in Europe and Asia. We could be next. So we propose to invest a portion of our ARPA money, $500,000, to make additional modifications to our county buildings to more safely provide critical public services to our residents. This should help protect people from COVID, even if it spikes up here. And now County Council President Purnell Jones Jr. talks about the ARPA funding plan for vacant and abandoned property demolition. The housing crisis of 2008-2009 left a huge number of vacant and foreclosed properties. As these homes deteriorated, they were often used as garbage dumps and places for drug activity, and their existence hurt property values in entire neighborhoods. The county, working with the land bank, paid $50 million to demolish many of those blighted homes, but there's still more that's needed. So in partnership with the land bank, 
the county is proposing to use $2 million of its ARPA funds to leverage another $7.5 million of demolition grant funds from the state of Ohio. This should help improve streets and neighborhoods in the county. With more on ARPA funding for aging assistance, here's County Council President Purnell Jones, Jr. We are so fortunate to have so many of our parents and grandparents living in the community. Over the years, they have raised us, nurtured us, and supported us, and today they share a wealth of wisdom with us. But many of our elders increasingly need our help to enable them to survive, thrive, and safely age in place. The county's Division of Senior and Adult Services provides a variety of supportive services. But we can't do it all alone. We work with a network of partners to help. One of those critical organizations is the Western Reserve Area Agency on Aging. And we are proposing to use $2.1 million of ARPA funds to support three initiatives with Western Reserve. The first is their Going Places program. Transportation services are critical for many older people to maintain independence and health. Transportation is especially critical to help seniors get to doctor's appointments. We're proposing to support going places with four new vans and two drivers to provide transportation to older residents. Second is the Great Grocery Giveaway. It started during the pandemic to provide food, hygiene, and safety items. This has been one of Western Reserve's most successful and most requested programs, and we want to make sure it continues. Our ARPA funding will enable Western Reserve to distribute bags of nutritious groceries, hygiene, and cleaning products throughout the county's senior servicing organizations, government and social service agencies, schools, and faith-based organizations. Bags will also be delivered directly to facilities that house older adults, like senior high-rise buildings and campuses. Our funding can help serve 4,000 older adults at eight sites throughout the county. Third, we propose to support Western Reserve's Nails It program. One of the most important things we can do for our seniors is to help them remain in their homes. But as the home gets older, it will need repairs. And as re residents get older, they may need more home adaptations. The Nails It program helps with essential repairs like electrical, plumbing, or roof repairs. It also helps older adults avoid falls or accidents by installing safety modifications like grab bars and toilet rails. And there's more. An innovative facet of this program is how it provides training opportunities for youth in the Cuyahoga County Juvenile Detention Center. This program redirects at-risk youth away from criminal activities or incarceration by giving them marketable skills with training in home repairs related to the trades. This mentorship model would be the first of its kind in Ohio. These three Western Reserve initiatives, Going Places, Grocery Giveaway, and Nails It, will go a long way to serving our older residents and enabling them to age at home. With details on the ARPA plan for affordable housing gap financing, here's County Executive Armand Budish. 
So far with our ARPA announcements, we've focused on food security and income security. Just as important is housing security. Stable housing changes lives and improves communities. Without a fixed address, it's much more difficult to successfully maintain a job, focus on school, or raise your kids. Last week, we talked about the care of people experiencing homelessness. We proposed taking a fresh approach to redesigning homeless sh shelters, providing more independent living spaces, and making available individualized services to better prepare residents for their own housing. That will be life-changing, but it's not enough. We must also increase the availability of affordable housing. Affordable housing should cost no more than 30% of your household income. As a county, we're often asked to financially support new construction or rehabilitation. We typically ask whether affordable housing will be included as part of the project. But with housing and building costs going higher and higher, it's harder for developers to create affordable housing. We're proposing to allocate $3 million of ARPA funding to incentivize developers to build or rehabilitate affordable housing across the county. We would use our funds to leverage other funding sources. We'll generally see at least five times the amount of our ARPA investment provided by other sources in each project devoted to creating affordable housing units. We anticipate that our investment will create at least 200 new affordable housing units and leverage $15 million of additional funding. Now County Council President Purnell Jones Jr. with more on ARPA funding for convention center upgrades. The Board of Destination Cleveland recently voted unanimously to support an upgrade of the Convention Center and Global Center to better compete with our peer cities, conventions, and meetings. If we want our visitors and tourism businesses to be successful, we have no choice but to offer facilities and amenities that organizations want to experience. Our Convention Center Advisory Group and Destination Cleveland have studied how to best use the building and have determined that without certain improvements, the Convention Center will lose business and won't be competitive. We've seen the success and impact of attracting large national events and other convention business to our community, and we should all want that to continue. While we have talked about the two buildings as separate, in reality, the Global Center is not really a separate building but closely tied literally and functionally to the operation of the convention center. Our convention and visitors, stakeholders and leaders have determined that making improvements to the global center portion to create more meeting rooms, an improvement that is a fraction of what many of our peer cities are investing, is a modest and wise investment for our community. We are proposing using $5 million of ARPA funds for improvements to the Global Center and Convention Center to enhance our ability to attract more convention businesses. With the ARPA funding plan for the Convention Center use for courts, here's Sunny Simon from County Council District 11. As we've said, COVID is down but not out. We still have an obligation to do as much as possible to keep people safe. The Common Pleas Courts have similar concerns. They're back doing business, but must keep attorneys, judges, jurors, staff, and the public safe as possible. 
When the courts reopened after the pandemic began to subside, they wisely decided to conduct juror assembly as many jury trials as possible at the convention center. That facility enabled the courts to provide safe social distancing. We are proposing a 1.5 million of ARPA funds to enable them to continue to use the convention center and keep people safe. With more on water-centric initiatives in the ARPA funding plan, here's County Executive Armand Butish. We've already talked about using ARPA dollars for two transformative projects designed to attract and grow businesses here. Creating microgrids to provide the most reliable electric power anywhere and establishing a pipeline for talented workforce. Today, I want to propose using our best regional asset, our water, for three more transformative projects. First is to attract manufacturers. Many manufacturing companies require huge, huge quantities of fresh water for their operations. These include chemical, plastic and rubber manufacturing, metals processing, battery manufacturing, and food and beverage production. We have water, lots of water. Lake Erie and the Great Lakes contain more than 20% of the world's fresh water. The region's water infrastructure is updated, making the water easily accessible to industry. And the Cleveland Water Department operates at only about 50% capacity, meaning that it could serve many more users without a significant investment. Many areas of the country are not as fortunate. The West and Southwest are suffering through the worst mega drought in 1,200 years. NPR described the impact, noting the shrunk reservoirs, depleted aquifers, and low rivers. The LA Times reported that Lake Mead is unrecognizable, triggering cuts to water for Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico. The federal government declared the first ever water shortage along the Colorado River, forcing cuts to water users. Many manufacturing businesses are located in water-scarce areas. Drought.gov reports that during drought conditions, reductions in or interruption of the water supply can result in a reduction of plant productivity or even closure of manufacturing facilities. We don't have droughts. We have lots of available water. Those manufacturing companies in the West and in the South should be here, and we have to make sure that they understand that. So we're partnering with the Cleveland Water Alliance, the Greater Cleveland Partnership, and Team NEO to bring these companies to Cuyahoga County. Our second transformative initiative is to attract water solutions companies. We already have become a center for water innovation and technology companies. For example, there are more sensors in Lake Erie than anywhere else, which makes the lake a prime test bed for company products and a launching pad for new innovations for our regional companies, including Moen, Odie, and Eaton. A recent Cranes Cleveland article spoke to this opportunity. The freshwater economy added more jobs to our county's economy between 2014 and 19 than biohealth, additive manufacturing, and advanced manufacturing combined. Offering the lake as a real-world testbed can attract businesses to the area from around the world, 
reinforcing the county's role as the freshwater innovation destination for one of the largest growth industries worldwide. And our third transformative initiative is to enhance accessibility to the lake through pedestrian and bike paths, parks, and green space along the lake. We've previously announced our plans to create accessible paths and trails along the length of the lakefront from one end of the county to the other. Have you ever been to Baltimore's Inner Harbor or Chicago's Lakefront Trail and seen the throngs of people enjoying the views and the entertainment? Have you wondered why we can't do that here too? That's a question I've asked since I was just a kid. And now we have an answer. We can do it, and we can do it better. Our Lakefront Public Access Plan, designed by our Public Works Department and the County Planning Commission, would provide a multimodal network of connected paths, trails, boardwalks, roads, bridges, and public access points across the shoreline. Partnering with Cleveland and other lakefront cities like Euclid, and with the Metro Parks, Noaka, and the Port, among others. We are making this happen. Already there have been a number of projects, as shown by this map, and now we're working to connect them together. To accomplish these goals, we're proposing to use $1.45 million of ARPA for the Water Attraction and Solutions Initiatives and $8 million for the Lakefront Public Access Plan we can really become the nation's water capital. Okay, so we've presented nine more proposed initiatives for our ARPA funds. All of these projects are designed to fulfill our two goals, lift the county out of the COVID crisis and transform the county long-term. Including this week, we've now proposed 28 initiatives and there's still more to come next week. This is a special episode of Let's Talk Cuyahoga. You've just heard from County Executive Armand Budish, County Council President Purnell Jones Jr., and Sonny M. Simon from County Council District 11. Let's Talk Cuyahoga is a podcast that explores Cuyahoga County initiatives and the people who make them happen. Get notified about new episodes and announcements by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. And if you have any comments or questions about this podcast or have a topic you'd like us to take on in a future episode, please email communications at cuyahogacounty.us. Let's talk Cuyahoga.